0: Up um, little after twelve. Make
1: breakfast for myself, the work for someone else. hi guys, welcome back to Star Girl. It's Emma. Today is Sunday, August 6th, 2023, and we are here with someone you may remember, <laughs> my dear friend Callie Hitchcock. Hello! <laughs> Welcome back to Stargirl. Good to be here. <laughs> um, we can just go in, but before, I wanted to see if you had any updated thoughts on Allison Roman. If anyone remembers, and I can cut this out if you don't, but uh, a, year, a little over a year ago, Callie came on Stargirl to do the Allison Roman episode. And um, I mean, I've talked a lot about in recent episodes, like Allison's. She's like blossoming into a kind of like her best and happiest seeming self. Um, so yeah, do you have any updates or thoughts on her?
0: Um, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not sure whether I want to say this or not, but essentially, <laughs> I feel like I okay. So I'm going through her dessert cookbook, and it's going really well. I'm 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 a big fan. <laughs> um. It's great. I, the only thing is like her videos for some reason I feel like have been annoying me lately. I the don't home know. movies? Yeah. I'm like – people used to be like, oh, she's so annoying. I was like, what? I don't I don't see that. I think she's great. And then now for some reason I'm like, oh, she's kind of annoying. <laughs> well, I feel like she's
1: leaned into her actress
0: side. Yeah. Incrementally
1: more and more. So she's kind of really amping up the, the bits and the, the character stuff
0: yeah or like i think like it's the sort of persona is like i'm queen of the kitchen and yeah. like i don't know she's always like battling it out with her like people that work for her and stuff
1: oh that's true she's always like what's his name david Cho? yes they're always she's like always fighting. like david
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> she's like david put the camera over here or something yeah. <laughs> I mean, she always had that Queen of the Kitchen vibe. You know, I yeah. think she was kind of, like, sergeant
0: No, okay, so that's not it, then. That's not it. That's not what it is. It's something about... Okay, you know what it is? I think she's always been kind of, like, normie, like, Hillary yeah. Clinton normie vibe. But I never... Really, that didn't bother me. But now, for some reason, I'm like, oh, she's just kind of normie or something.
1: Yeah, well, I think that, like, she's... Okay, I was going to say she's getting old. She's not getting old, but her millennial vibe reads differently and more annoying slash cringy in 2023 than in, like, 2018. Yeah. Like,
0: maybe it's – the 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 vibe is past its moment. Yeah. That's what it that's is. That's what okay. it is. The vibe is past its moment. I think we've hit Yeah. <laughs> we got there.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like we were even talking about that with her cookbook, with the spreads, where it was, like, it was much less localized. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, why are there pictures of, like – Children. Children. It was yeah. kind of like, where is the – uh like where's the center of this story
0: yeah or like it seemed like maybe like trying to take on too many like new ideas or something or whatever maybe we're maybe we're bad i don't know no 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 no.
1: (laughs) i mean i i am genuinely happy for her and in awe of her for like the the phoenix of her career you know
0: i'm very happy for her i i i'm i'm happy she's succeeded and continues to make a lot of a lot of cash. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: um cool. Okay, so today we're gonna talk about Carrie Bradshaw. Um I'll just start with that. like who who is Carrie Bradshaw?
0: Whoa. Okay. I mean, yeah, we should tag team this because, I i mean, actually you, I think you should say
1: it. <laughs> Pass it on back. Okay. Um, okay, Carrie Bradshaw is the main character in the HBO TV series Sex and the City, which was on air from, what, 1998
0: to 2004? Mm, I think so. There's six seasons,
1: know. so I don't know when it officially ended, but yeah, that time period. Um, Carrie Bradshaw is also the character born out of the writer candace bushnell's column at the new york observer also called sex in the city which yeah she made
0: a fictionalized version of her life for the columns or i mean whatever cb carrie bradshaw candace bushnell Mm -hmm. um so lightly fictionalized i guess we would call this auto fiction now Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah how would we describe
1: carrie as as a character and as a star girl
0: wow Okay, also I feel like we have to think about like who she is in the first two seasons versus like the rest of the show. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so I would say like who's
1: the character set up to be and how does she evolve?
0: Yeah. Okay, so I would say like in the beginning she was closer to what Candace Bushnell wrote. Mm-hmm. So and so so just to lay this out a little bit, the first two seasons were written a lot by Michael Patrick King and Darren Star. And other people, obviously, but they were kind of, like, the main... And then Candace Bushnell also wrote the first two seasons. So, but then as it went on, like, three to six, season three to six, Michael Patrick King mm-hmm. basically, like, wrote the rest of the show with other people. And then there was, like, maybe, like, Darren Starr did, like, like, one or two and. In- season three anyway so the tone has like super changed after mm-hmm. and if you watch the show you'll be able to tell
1: and this is maybe implicit in what you were saying but Candice Bushnell Candace was not involved mm-hmm. in the later series or yeah. any or of the, the spin offs or anything
0: yeah yeah um and you can tell so the book is like um a compendium of all of her um columns from Mm -hmm. the observer and i was just i had i read through it last year and then was just going through it this morning and definitely like the character is like she has like a hardness Mm -hmm. and a jadedness and kind of like detachment, restlessness, hardness, and
1: also very judgmental. I feel yeah. like there's like a cutting edge about the observations of New York nightlife mm-hmm. and couples and uh, certainly marriage, right? Like yeah. there's it's, she's very critical of like the state of New York.
0: Yeah, or, like, she – it's weird because I feel like she kind of captures New York so Or the state much. of romance of
1: New York, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, like, exactly. I think, yeah, the point is, like, love is dead. And, mm. like, we're just going to harden ourselves to do it the way we need to do it. And, yeah. like, like, even though she clearly kind of feels, like, in pain about that – she wouldn't, like, say that it's pain, but it clearly is a bit of pain in there. Yeah. She still really values being, like – alternative to mm. the mainstream Definitely. like cycle of life. So yeah. she's like, no to marriage. Well, not no to marriage. But she's basically like, I don't want to be in the suburbs with kids. And like, da da da, da And she maintained that yeah. her whole life. Totally. So.
1: Yeah. And another thing I think about Candace Bushnell and the original character of Carrie that she wrote is um, seeing New York as a, like, protected place that allows people to go against the grain. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like there's a lot of um, upset and conflict with aging in New York and watching kind of, like, the bend toward more normative society and Mm -hmm. this feeling of, like, no, we need to protect this as a place for, like, misfits and the avant-garde or something.
0: Totally. And I think – I really admire that she treats it as, like, a sacred thing. Mm -hmm. You know, she's, like Mm – I really admire that.
1: Yeah. Um – Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about like Carrie Bradshaw in the HBO Sex and the City and just like, yeah, kind of fundamental, like who is the character of Carrie? Actually, sorry. What is
0: she to you? And then I want to, I'll go off of that. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think of Carrie as, well, there's something about the framing of her as the central character. And I mean, like the the concept of main character energy has been so trod through that there's not really a ton to say there, but I, like part of her is... The awareness of the like always gaze on her right there's a feeling that like everyone wants to know what she's up to everybody knows Carrie Bradshaw you know like there's this all throughout the season it's always random people running into her and being like Carrie Bradshaw is so fabulous you know and so there's this kind of air of um momentum around her and she's like at the center of something with with people looking in I guess um so that's feels key I think of like Carrie as a woman is very romantic, very idealistic, very naive, very self-absorbed, um, very hopeful,
0: I think. Yeah. I, I think like she values her friendships mm-hmm. really highly. Like, I think a lot of people that don't watch the show are kind of like, oh, like she's just obsessed with men and like da-da-da. And it's like, no, if you watch the show, I feel like it's a show about friendship and like like all, most of the men are like tertiary characters and like mm-hmm. they're just sort of like stories and – but she's – I feel like she's never like blowing off her friendships or anything mm-hmm. like that.
1: That's interesting because I feel like an off leveled criticism of Carrie is she's so narcissistic and one way that that manifests is her prioritizing
0: men over her friends. I, yeah, I guess I just don't see that prioritization. I mean like – yeah, they do talk about men a lot, but I don't know. Like, I do think like the, this: the, the friendships are like the central, like, emotional relationships of the show. Definitely, yeah, yeah, and like her and her life, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah.
1: like you're way more invested in her friendships than like, yeah the men. You know, yeah, like that's the emotional core, as you said.
0: Yeah, they're getting together to to like have this kind of emotional philosophy about life and like yeah. convene and.
1: Yeah. Then how do we think about Carrie like as a friend, and how does the character of Carrie operate among her three other friends?
0: Yeah, you know, the first few times I watched, I never really noticed. But I, okay, I've seen the show seven times. I watched a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh! Through. I think I've only yeah, yeah, I've seen it less. Yeah, it's it, many times. But the show less. is like almost my like theological text of ontology. Like I love it so much. Um, wait, wait, wait,
1: actually, sorry, we're bouncing around so much. But can you just like tell me about? your relationship to the show and even, yes. like, the the first time you watched it or, like, what are the big impressions and, yeah, how has it become something of importance to you?
0: Oh, okay. So, yeah, I watched it <laughs> when I was, like, 13 with my, like – Yeah, with my best friend at the time who was, like – hard charging into like like boys and da, 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 and i was like yeah me too but i oh yeah she was kind of leading the leading the way Did i you not rent the dvds she had the box set okay yeah yeah and i would <laughs> rent it from the library so <laughs> that was really fun um none of us had had sex obviously um and then <laughs> but we had we were like kind of modeling our views of men about it. that's probably bad but i actually don't mm. care i mean also when you know this is kind of like third wave feminism, like, 90s, 2000s, where it's, like, pro-sex, very pro... It, j- it just was inspiring or something. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I
1: watched it a little bit older than you. I was in, like, late high school when I watched it, also with a friend who owned the box set, hilariously. Mm-hmm. But um, the type of feminism or something that is portrayed in the show I think was like passed off to girls of our generation in a way that like I didn't have to transport myself to a different time to like understand what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was – the progressiveness of the show was like in full swing by the time I was watching it in high school. So like the advice that, say, Miranda is giving Carrie about how to respect herself in this relationship was like the same advice that my friends were giving each other about our high school boyfriends. You know, oh, okay. so I was I was very like... So still translatable. We under- yeah, it's translatable. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's so interesting. Yeah, because I mean, it was still sort of like Spice Girls and like Title Nine and like that kind of golden era <laughs> yeah. Where it's like everybody gets theirs ha. like yeah. what's up yeah um yeah but anyway all to say like I mean I had the poster in my room my mom took us to took me to the the bus tour around New York <laughs> um I went to Candace Bushnell's um one woman show oh, yeah. which was incredible and um um kim cattrall was in the audience and oh she was yeah well
1: they're good friends actually yeah they're really good friends yeah
0: her and um the 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 costume designer patricia field um but anyway they're all friends and they kind of became friends outside of the new show and because they were not like a part of the new show so they sort of banded together and and now they're kind of all part of the new show again anyway um okay so Big fan. I think the biggest thing for me has like, the central philosophy I've taken from it is, like, to me, like, my female friendships are just, like, the entire locus of my human being and heart and spirit. And I feel like that's what I've believed in for, yeah, now just a million years. Mm-hmm. And I want to, like, do that for the rest of my life. So, yeah. It's my, <laughs> it's my little religion. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I love that. And... This is pivoting slightly, and we'll talk about more about Carrie Bradshaw as an emblem of New York Mm -hmm. and and Sarah Jessica Parker as an emblem of New York. Um, But, or how did Sex in the City influence, if at all, your? ideas about moving to new york and what life could be and i don't know because there's a million different things that are a million different shows movies whatever obviously that romanticize new york and help to make it attractive to people to seek out those dreams and i'm wondering if sex in the city if the world of new york represented in sex in the city was like particularly attractive to you um
0: Um, it's actually funny i i didn't think about it at all when i moved here mm. I, I actually never planned to move here until like a year before i i, I never even imagined myself living mm-hmm. in new york so but i do think what i get from the show would be probably like the sort of playground energy mm-hmm. where it's like totally. pop up brand new place pop up go over here you're Like you're like you can live in new york a million years and still like find yourself in a new space with people doing different things totally and yeah what about yeah.
1: you um well i definitely wanted to moved to New York for like my whole life like when I was like young I was like oh I want to like live there you know I had like these like chapter books that were about like girls who like lived in like a doorman building on the Upper West Side like I was like Like Eloise definitely (laughs) Eloise but yeah Eloise was like honestly probably the earliest New York influence for me I was like sounds (laughs) sick (laughs) um but yeah so that was different I think when I watched it in high school that like uh the proximity of New York was still too remote for me to like at least consciously, have a, like, I want that life. But when I think of the, you know, exhaustive list of New York-related media, certainly the world of Sex in the City is the world of New York that, mm. like, I want to continue to believe in as opposed to a lot of other representations that are just less attractive to me for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, I think that the playground element is a huge part of it still. I mean, you and I talk about that all the time where it's like, oh, we just feel like we're having little play dates of just like, meet up over here, meet up over here. So, I don't know.
0: For what it's worth as well, like I think people talk about the show being like not realistic which is probably true in a lot of ways, but actually like I do think like reading her columns and also just like Mm -hmm. reading stuff from like around that time period, it seems like people actually really were going out every night. And like mm-hmm. I've listened to interviews with Candace McNall and she's like, yeah, I was out every night. Oh yeah. Everybody was out every night. There's no internet. You know what I mean? Like people are just like people were having sex all the time. And they <laughs> like people were having sex in a party and random in a like you know what I mean? Like I don't know, just Yeah. Like it actually I think was that much like communion and like totally party time all totally. the time. Yeah. Know?
1: It was like a much more much less like domestic space than yeah. it has turned into now i think that there's like a more the home is maybe like a bigger part
0: of life or
1: something i don't know i don't know how to like empirically
0: prove that but yeah um and like we're i mean i not to be fuddy-duddy but like the internet has like changed our social life in like a (laughs) deep way um so i think there's kind of like a nostalgia at least for me of like like vanity fair era Mm -hmm. of like oh, we are going to parties every single night and we're seeing people every day and it's just, like, this louche kind of, like, sensual thing. Yeah, and there's a you lot know? of, like,
1: combustion. Yeah. Kind of, like, yeah. oh, we're always just, like, crashing into each other and, yeah.
0: I, yeah. I do also have the nostalgia for, like, it seems like it was a lot easier for people to, like, find each other and hook up and, like, I don't know, date and... It seems like there was less neuroticism around sex and dating. Yeah. At least, I mean, maybe a different form of neuroticism because, like, if you watch the show, there's, like, tons of neuroticism. But yeah. it's, like, it's at least, like, not impeding people's, like, willingness to go and meet and see and try and go, Yeah. You
1: know? Okay. That's interesting you brought up neuroticism because I was going to ask about how Sex in the City and more specifically, Carrie, like, differs from what we expect of a New York woman or a New York character. And um, I think that on the spectrum, she's, like, so much less neurotic than, like, the Diane Keatons or mm. the, um, like, Elaine and Seinfeld, right? I'm like, who are the other kind of, like, classic, especially that era, New York women? And Carrie's, like, she's such a bright light, you know, and, like, is so much more carefree than, I think, the standard representations of, like, a woman in New York.
0: Yeah, and and we'll talk maybe more about this later or right now, but way less neurotic than the real Sarah Jessica Parker, who is the actress who plays her. Yeah. But I guess, do you think of Carrie as a a New York woman? Like, do you think that's –
1: like, do you think that captures a New York spirit, or it's kind of a disconnect? I think it
0: does, certainly.
1: I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. I think – I think a lot of people think she's like too, yeah, she's kind of just like either not intellectual or not as neurotic or not as kind of like dark and jaded and these other qualities we were talking about at the beginning that they consciously edited out of the original Carrie character. Yeah. Um, I don't I, know. I feel like I'm pro Carrie as an emblem of New York. Definitely. Over Diane Keaton as an emblem of New York or whoever else. Yeah. I just think Carrie's like the cutest girl ever. <laughs>
0: like, it's like the little scream. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to talk about the Rachel Syme profile? Yes, oh, let's or do it. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rachel Syme, New Yorker journalist, um, wrote this great profile on Sarah Jessica yeah, Parker. So good. It was really it's excellent. Really good. Yeah. And basically, she was drawing all these really cool parallels between Carrie, Candice Bushnell, and Sarah Jessica Parker. It's interesting. I'd like to read a little quote by yeah. Candice Bushnell as well from that. Where she says basically the character was kind of opposite Sarah Jessica Parker. And so when she was first cast, I think she was kind of like, Oh, is this the right choice? Um she says she's never been a single she's never really been a single woman, Bushnell said. She's always been successful. I guess guess what the point of what I'm trying to say is like I think Candace Bushnell slash or the original Carrie that she wrote was just like jaded, but like still exploratory still looking for newness and like new experiences and then sarah Jessica parker is like extremely michael patrick king also says that sarah Jessica parker projects a lot of warmth um so it's like the instinct there was to say like okay well we need to like add another flavor to this person so it's not
1: too dark or whatever right like make her more kind of like relatable on a mass scale and make her root Forable, you know. I feel like there's this idea
0: that like the original Carrie character was too harsh. It's kind of sad because I think like that is what happened to the project, too, where Mm -hmm. it's like she was trying to say something a little bit darker and sadder, but like, like, yeah, that was the story. Is like she's trying to have these relationships, they don't work out. She has these great friendships that keep her afloat. She finds a way to like be on her own in the world with these good people that are backing her up. But then, yeah, but then, like, th- the show ends with this happy ending, and then the t- the movies are these happy endings, and, you know, and then that's that's kind of – I mean, um, Emily Nussbaum, her argument was, like, that was kind of, like, a failure of the project, and yeah. I, I do agree with that in a way. I still love everything
1: a lot, but, you know. And, I mean, it kind of just makes sense if they're trying to yeah. create this, like – national show, right? Yeah. But, like, the the kind of transposing up and out of the seediness of Candace Bushnell's original book, but um, original column, etc. cetera. But um, to the point you were originally bringing up where Candace kind of expresses this, like, oh, Sarah Jessica Parker is, like, not who would I, I would have cast <laughs> yeah. as Carrie. Um, I mean, in every interview that I've ever heard or read with Candace, like, she seems like – she's pretty, like, pissed about the, like <laughs> – the bastardization of her, like, tough hot girl New York character into, like, sunny ex-ballerina SJP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's funny, though, because I do damned if he wasn't right Michael Patrick King like I I think like I'm like you know she does a good job (laughs) oh my gosh she does a good job I mean she she also isn't playing literally herself and so yeah but but then of course she kind of does play herself in a lot of ways which we can we can talk about yeah well I think in in that profile that Rachel Syme wrote she kind of tracks like SJP like
1: imbuing Carrie with more and more of herself as it went on and actually in that every outfit on Sex and the City podcast episode that Mm -hmm. you had me listen to, Candace kind of says the same thing. She's like, I think that the characters today are much more similar to the actresses.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and and, and maybe we can talk about about, more about like Parker herself. So Parker herself is like... You said ex-ballerina, mm-hmm. um, kind of very prim and mm-hmm. like, but it comes from a sense of, I think she's like, she's kind of a nervous, a little bit of a nervous mm. gal. Like she wants, she's a little like anxious to please, anxious to do everything right. But I mean, she's a powerhouse. Like that doesn't ever stop her. But yeah, I think she's like a perfectionist. Definitely. And, and, and prudish. And kind of like te- teacher's, pet-y as yeah, as teacher's well. pet as well. Yeah, teacher's pet and prudish genuinely. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll just read some quotes from her from the... <laughs> <laughs> from the thing um like basically in the, she told the writers that she didn't want to have that many curse words she was like i don't like how it sounds on me there's a million other choices you can make um yeah i mean classically she also had a line in her contract that she would never be fully topless so she always has a bra on and yeah. which is you know that's a totally respectable choice if she, um but yeah just like more towards like covering like not revealing Mm -hmm. um and when she talks about her opinion of carrie she says i could never do any of that stuff in my life it would be immoral it would be unprincipled an affair husbands kissing buying drinking whims whims (laughs) whims it's like so funny to me (laughs) yeah Uh, um yeah and like she there's also this really funny scene in that article about her like having to like really minutely do all this like um prop blocking for herself Mm -hmm. like she like she's like everybody go take 15 minute break i need to see how i'm gonna hold this pad thai and like hold this cigarette and hold you know like Mm -hmm. i think she 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 says freedom comes from preparation (laughs) oh yeah which is so not carrie yeah exactly Yeah. yeah carrie's just like yeah yeah, like falling down
1: all the time (laughs) well that's what i we kind of talked about it with the scream but something i was really excited to see in that rachel sign profile was that she talks head on about sjp as a slapstick actress which i think is i've always felt is so true and that like she really is like the comedic genius genius of sarah jessica parker is her that she's a physical actor you know and so it was not a surprise to me when i found out that she had this history of dance and ballet specifically anyways but yeah let's talk about like how <laughs> how
0: slapstick she is yeah she's an inc- I mean this is all the stuff that like obviously I now that I know that it's all like really intentional I guess that makes sense but yeah she's so funny like in terms of physical comedy oh yeah yeah
1: and I think the two things that are talked about the most with her is one, you know, the the way that she kind of like run, jumps across the street. i that. And then secondly, her tripping. You know, she's always falling over like when she falls into um, the lake in oh, Central yeah. Park. And like she's always the, in the pilot actually. Remember when she, that when she first meets Mr. Big on the street, yeah. she like trips and explodes her handbag and there's like condoms in there and he has to pick them up for her and it's like, Oh, thanks. You know, yeah. So
0: she loves to trip. It's kind of like her little. She's so good at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And and in the most recent, in the and just like that, which is the new reboot of the show, she um there's this there's this scene in one of the episodes where she's like this guy like crashes his bike because she's <laughs> oh, yeah. like in the the bike path, and she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Um, and then. So she tries to pick up his bike, and she's so tiny that – and he's, like, a giant kid, Like, his bike is so big, so she's just, like, trying to – she's like, no, 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 please! Let me pick up your bike, please! And so she's, like, falling, trying to pick it up. It's, like, so good.
1: Totally. Well, I think that, like, yeah, the, the full-body physical comedy combined with – Carrie's helplessness is like what makes it so I can see why it's so annoying because it's just like it's a different flavor of like girls who bruise easily you know because she has this ultimate fragility in that she can't take care of herself financially emotionally like just really at all and she has so many physical limitations because she's Tiny and weak, and like always in super high heels. You know, like even in the first the first season of, and just like that, where she has like all these back problems because she wore heels all the time. Yeah. And then like it's you were always saying like it's so Carrie to just like not know how to even like address that problem and just like put like a the, like CVS hot pad. Her back. It's like that sort of thing. So it is very annoying. But then I think the yeah the physical performance of it makes it something much more entertaining and ultimately likable than just if she was, like, having all this weakness all the time. It's
0: kind of, like, a bastardized version of the, like, absent-minded professor thing. I was just going to say it's, like, kind of Inspector Clouseau. (laughs) (laughs) It's, like, so fucked. I think it's, like, she's so, like, in her own vibe that she kind of, like – like she's a woman of the street, okay. You know, like she's just like these sort of physical practical matters are just like not really something she finds a need to master. But there's even a point in that in that
1: sign piece where um
0: she has Sarah
1: Jessica Parker act out the difference between her Sarah Jessica Parker's gait and mm-hmm. the way Carrie walks. Oh yeah. She says, "When we were walking together one day, she demonstrated the difference between her natural gait—pin-straight, delicate, quick—and Carrie's, which has an ambling bravado." Mm. Or was there more about the? I feel like we talked kind of in circles about it. Of the
0: Candace, Carrie, Sarah Jessica Parker Definitely. Pr- procession. Definitely. Oh yes. Okay. I would. Just, I would just like to read off a few little things from the show. Mm-hmm we I I, I I compiled just like prudishness of carrie on the show that like doesn't really make sense i think the most famous one is like you mean that like kind of we don't think of carrie as a prude like in general I, yeah but then she I actually is if
1: you look closer it's kind of like
0: the mandela effect where you're like yeah carrie she loves sex she's on the sex in the city she's a main character yeah and then it's like no but she's not she's though. closed off yeah, yeah she's like prudish um one, she, this is, okay, this is actually of just a short list. I couldn't put them all in. But I, she declined an offer to go to the Playboy Mansion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she did not want a free dildo that Samantha gave her. She, okay, also at the Playboy Mansion, it sounds like she just, she did go. Um, she saw the tit soup at the Playboy Mansion and said, <laughs> we have to go home. Um, when Sam, like, created, Samantha did, like, nudes, mm-hmm. she was judging her for that and then Mm -hmm. said no problem you're my hero i think it's fantastic that you can just put it out there (laughs) (laughs) so annoying um oh yeah and then she judges samantha for getting a blowjob from the delivery guy and that's Mm -hmm. actually a plot point in the show i feel like she even is judging samantha when
1: she's first getting with richard wright oh really i can't remember okay we can fact check that but yeah
0: but that's probably true but
1: she's like are you sure you really want to be doing this? Kind I mean, of thing? that would be yeah. Hot calling Kettle Black. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I don't
0: know if she would even go try that. <laughs> um, yeah. There's just like season six, maybe especially, she just was like very anti sex for some reason. There was this hot sailor and she doesn't even, mm-hmm. she's like, just doesn't hook up with him. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, why? Um, and then, I mean, <laughs> for the purposes of the show. Um, and then, yeah, like, doesn't want to talk about strap ons, doesn't want to talk about like, the recent, or no no she doesn't want to talk about oh yeah the whole bisexuality thing oh yeah she, like, i mean she's definitely not a sexual progressive no she's like, like bisexuals but uh, sounds like a stopover to gay town or something and i was like <laughs> okay edgy love it um no um <laughs> and yeah and then and emma wrote this that in the in the sex city movie they're they're talking about um, how often they have sex with their partners, and she like won't say. Oh yeah, she
1: declines to say. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude? Mm-hmm. No, no. When you listed all those out, which first of all, good job. You like <laughs> that was all, like list. automatic recall of like
0: all the times <laughs> Carrie's actually approved. Well, I, I there was one time when I was going through the show where I was like, I'm just gonna write these down, and, and I just <laughs> stopped doing it. But I, I, I was like, let's actually document this because I, I think that something's going on that I never yeah. really thought about.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, to go back to the Emily Nussbaum article. So this is an article that came out like while the show was still on air like I have it up Like let me just even look at the date oh what am I saying not at all it was written in 2013 yeah but <laughs> There's yeah a, a decade ago a distant past. Anyways, um, she does a very she being Emily Nussbaum, mom does a very star girly thing where she builds out these three different paradigms where she uh tracks tracks the characters. Okay, so I'm just gonna read this to you. So there there's three continuums that she presents. The first was emotional. Carrie and Charlotte were romantics. Marantha and Samantha were cynics. The second was ideological. Miranda and Carrie were second wave feminists who believed in egalitarianism. Charlotte and Samantha were third wave feminists focused on exploiting the power of femininity from opposing angles. And the third concerned sex itself. At first, Miranda and Charlotte were prudes while Samantha and Carrie were libertines. Unsettlingly, as the show progressed, Carrie began to glide toward caution away from freedom out of fear. Okay, so the three are one, romantic or cynic. Two... Second wave femis, feminist or third wave. And the third is prudes or libertine. And so you're saying that while Carrie is often thought of as a libertine, she's actually more prudish than we might think.
0: Yeah. I mean, her and Charlotte maybe are like, when she says, when they say she's the romantic, I mean, I think her and Charlotte, well, no, never mind. It's It's one of those things where it's like, we actually think of Charlotte as the prude, but she's... Her and Samantha actually have the most sex out of... Like, there's articles written about this. that
1: Charlotte has more sex than.
0: I'd have to go... Do- I have to yeah. fact check that. But I think, like, Charlotte and Samantha have the most sex and are kind of, like, I think more aligned than me. I mean, like, yeah. I think the alignment of Charlotte and Samantha as um, exploiting the power of femininity. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I think we've talked about, like, how they both also like have the most clear vision yes. of what they want and they're yeah. not afraid to go eat, like ask for it and get it. Totally, totally.
1: Well, I think back to that thing I was saying of like Carrie's indecisiveness and kind of um like she can feel kind of not cagey, but what's the word where you're like vacillating? Yeah, or just like it's not quite that she's untrustworthy, but like she can just never like capricious something, something related to all of this. But I think that To your point, Samantha and Charlotte are very, um, they just have a clear idea of what they want. And so I, I think that Miranda and Carrie, to an extent, are, like, as agentive as the other two, but they are just never, like fully understanding of what they want like they have they're more wishy-washy I guess um which I think is kind of surprising of Miranda because in so many ways she's wanting to present as like I know what I want I like take no bullshit like but she actually is much more yeah wishy-washy in her decision making over time which I mean it certainly plays out in the reboot but
0: yeah yeah. and 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 maybe that also speaks to kind of like a New York spirit Mm. situation where I think like at least what Candace Bushnell's columns I feel like captured for me is like this feeling in New York dating of like either everyone is either like someone that you don't want or you can't have. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but like that's sort of like I feel maybe that's not a like uniquely New York problem, but I think it is like. Uh, A problem of New York specifically. Well, and I
1: think it is at least a pro or a real thing of the New York dating narrative, Mm -hmm. right? I think that uh, whether or not it is literally the case, the saying goes like dating in New York is harder than anywhere else, right? Because like everybody is like ambitious, self absorbed, or as you said, something you don't want.
0: (laughs) I guess maybe the maybe the sickness is like you always are sort of convinced you're not with the right person or, like, you could get better somewhere. Yeah. And, like, that's kind of, like, I think that is a New York sickness for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, from New York. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Um, wait, one other
1: thing of these these paradigms that Emily Nussbaum laid out in the second one where she says that Miranda and Carrie were second wave who believed in egalitarianism. I don't think that's true for Carrie. Yeah. I feel like Carrie, she doesn't I care mean, about she does a lot that. to say, like, oh, I want them to care about my writing and my work. And like certainly when she's with like what's his dude, what's the dude? Um, who's really jealous of her, the other writer? Burger. Burger. You he's my least favorite dude on the show, honestly. Oh, for sure. Um, and then even Alexander Petrovsky, like, Carrie does like have, at least on some level, a a longing for them to like care about and respect her work and you know, intellectual pursuits. But I don't think that she's, like, actually an egalitarian. Like, she absolutely just wants to be fully taken care of. And she's also a huge brat.
0: Yeah. And I think also when she is in an egalitarian relationship, she, like, doesn't like it. Or, like, it's boring to her. Like, with Ada? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's, like, boring to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, some of these are a little bit fudged, but. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, I, I agree with the first one, that Carrie and Charlotte are romantics.
0: Yes, definitely. And
1: Miranda and Samantha are cynics. Yes. Yeah. And then... Do you think of um, Candace Bushnell as a cynic, ultimately?
0: I think she's a cynic, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think she still, like, wants to experience life and, and love and friendship and newness kind of mm-hmm. thing. I mean, yeah. her life sounds fascinating. Like, she was talking about how, like, all I had was a piece of foam that someone gave me to sleep on and, um, like... A mink jacket that I used as a blanket, and like apparently Louis Vuitton like luggage. And she was like, and I went out every night. And yeah, I well, back, back to your Louis point
1: the- of that, like it actually is realistic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Candace Bushnell
1: did an interview with Gia mm-hmm. about a year ago, mm-hmm. and in that, she's yeah, that's how she characterizes her early time in New York as well. She's like, oh, like I lived in one of the buildings in the Upper East Side where like, <laughs> something like like old people went to die and then she would like sneak into the other apartments and there would be like residue on the walls from like how long the bodies had been left there.
0: Ew, <laughs> dude.
1: So yeah, so she's way more seedy, I think
0: was the word I used, than, than the Carrie Bradshaw. I mean, because she – I mean, she was trying to do something that, yeah. like, is hard. Yeah. Like, I think she was trying to be, like, I want to, like, imagine in a completely new, like, way to be a woman.
1: Um. Okay, I want to talk about, like, the book and the New York Observer column. Oh, my gosh. New York Observer column. More head on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll let you start because you've actually read the full book. I've just read, like, columns on the observers.
0: Like, yeah, it's definitely sort of, like – she has she has all these like theories, right? So one of her theories is like, or like the exact right time to get married is when you like want kids, basically. Like <laughs> you don't want
1: to take yourself off the market too soon. Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Like sort
0: of timing it right. Yeah, and and she's like, but if you don't do it, it's too late after that. Yeah. Well, so even that like
1: is evidence of her jadedness about yeah. you know, and and an jadedness that. I guess maybe if anyone like Charlotte expresses on the show because she really wants a house and kids, you know, but I think that the other characters are always really pushing against the idea of any sort of timeline or scarcity around your youth. Totally. You know, and it's like for as much as Candace is like party girl, like, you know, doing my own thing, like going against the grain, I feel like she actually is very anxious about like her waning youth and window and like the neuroticism of the whatever
0: you know do you know what I mean yeah I'm glad you brought that up in terms of like specifically the show as well like I think that sorry that was like a huge another piece of I think why like the show is so important to me in terms of like changing the narrative around women's aging mm-hmm. like when I turn 30 I'm like this is my sex in the city decade. Like, oh, you know, yeah. it was like, wow, this is so exciting. Like I'm finally in like the good years of yeah. like I, I
1: I truly believe that everybody looks their best in their thirties. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: By far. Yeah. So you're yeah. like, I'm a real woman now. Yeah, and like. I can take
1: care of myself and I like hopefully yeah. have like marginally more cash to like help it all coalesce. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> or yeah, you just like feel more like yourself and like sort of like I'm settling into what it is and I yeah like I've sort of made a bit of a way in the world now and I have like people I love and... and I
1: trust myself more so it's less trying this out trying this it's less like ill fitting times it's just like the the intimacy with the like I'm into it I'm not into it is more there close to the bone yeah 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 yeah.
0: we also to finish that anecdote of the um so the story is that she was telling some guy like yeah well after a certain point it's uh it's too late this is candace and the guy's like what about love and she's like i don't think so honey (laughs) so that's kind of like translates a little bit into the, the beginning of the show too yeah of like that's just not how it is it's a little yeah, yeah. bit noir yeah know? totally like, when carrie
1: like puts her cigarette yeah. out and like saxophone flares <laughs> and it's like it's this new york city baby <laughs> so
0: funny there's um there's some quote from miranda that's like this is this is back to the book yes we are in the book right now and there's um someone's called miranda a bitch and she said and miranda says that's right i'm a real bitch honey but thank god i'm not like you <laughs> And then they're apparently in – they're in the suburbs and, like – She has all these great details. The low-fat carrot cake with low-fat cream cheese frosting that had been served with tiny sterling forks with prongs so sharp they could break the skin. It's good. That's pretty she's, exotic. She's obsessed with the low-fat, which I guess just which is, is the 90s. very 90s. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. But, yeah, it's funny. I guess it, it captures that well. I was just reading this old column this morning where she – you know the um, – The like married couple, the Deeks, that she sees his dick. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Um, This, anyways, she she's really tough on them. Like it's basically like she's drawing this whole, um, like I think I think it was I think the name of the exact column, and they're like recurring characters. But the one I was reading, it's something like, uh, like he's afraid and she's a real man or something and she starts off like zoomed out kind of just explaining like he does that and she does this and like he's a journalist and she's got a column and they have a four-year-old son and whatever and then it gets kind of like darker and darker and kind of crescendoing into this portrait of how afraid this man is of his wife and how he wishes that he had married her sister instead because she's – the sister's, like, more of a mess and less successful, so there's, like, less of his egos at stake. And um, But it's also really, like, a terrible portrait of the wife who's, like, portrayed as this, you know, just, like, angry, bossy career woman. So, I mean, we've talked about this already, but she's – her outlook on marriage and, like, the way that it, like, uh, tanks the human spirit and the, like – virility of everybody how do you say that word
0: yeah virility. Vir- virile virility virility, virility. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah um you know she's very like yeah like your animal will get sucked out of you you know yeah. it's all these like sal- sad like kept people
0: yeah 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 and I think she like has maintained that almost her whole life like <laughs> you know like even when she was married I th- I feel like her you know the still the spirit is kind of like like, in, the, in her new book, she wrote, like, sort of a redo. I think it was called And Is There... Or, like, Is There Still, Still sex, sex in the City? That yeah, was, yeah. like, her new book that she wrote, in like, the like 2015, 2017 or something. Like, she starts dating somebody new and she's like, MNB, my new boyfriend. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she doesn't totally take it super seriously. Even, yeah. Even then. But, yeah, I think she's kind of, like, stasis is death. And, like, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and then if she's kind of disparaging about marriage, she's even more so about motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, Candice Bushnell says, in that interview that we listened to with her, she says, "Um, I knew from a very early age why I was here, and that was not to have children. (laughs) Hell
0: yeah, She says,
1: women always get derailed by having kids. Um, And back to the point we made at the beginning about, like, New York being this... Uh, utopia for people who want to do something a little bit differently I mean that's dark to me as somebody who like does want kids and does think that motherhood can be a really like beautiful time of life and I think that it's been like in in many ways like I don't like the marketing of motherhood as a time where like women's like selfhood dies I think that's like sad um and I don't want to believe it but that it's fine if Candace thinks that that's fine but that is something that they were faithful to with Carrie as a character right that she never has kids and is just like not coded as a mother or a nurturer
0: yeah I I feel like they don't they don't show her as being so down on it but they Mm -hmm. do just sort of like don't have that as a part of her narrative in any way yeah it's
1: like so clear that it would just be so random for yeah carrie to have kids
0: like they i don't think they even talk about on the show that much that i can remember or like i mean one of my favorite episodes is when they like the three of them go to the suburbs for that like baby shower Mm -hmm. so i think that's like the only time we see sort of the confrontation with that remember it's like samantha's wearing this like extremely skimpy top and then miranda miranda's like samantha like You can't bring a bottle of scotch to a baby shower. (laughs) This is actually one of my favorite
1: episodes as well, but for a different reason. I know exactly what you're You're, you're, saying. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. where Charlotte finds out that the woman whose whose shower it is like took Charlotte's baby name, and then Charlotte's really upset, and she tells Samantha, and she's just like, Samantha turns around, she's like, "You bitch, we're leaving." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I, when Samantha's loyalty comes yeah. out is, like, one of my favorite refrains through the entire show. Yeah. She's yeah. ride or die.
0: Um, should yeah. we also talk about, like, New York, SJP in New York? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, so for, in the Rachel Syme profile of Sarah Jessica Parker, she says... In 1977, 1979, when on the cusp of her 14th birthday, she took over the lead role in the Broadway musical Annie. New York City at the time was still smarting from a brush with bankruptcy, and the scrappy redhead orphan was a welcome symbol of resilience. Um, so that's kind of like the beginning of like Sarah Jessica Parker as like New York symbol. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, she also, Rachel Simon refers to her as walking around with her now as like walking with the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is that kind of like, of new york like it's weird it's i love the concept of like a person embodies like different spirits of the time like mm-hmm. a, is she is the zeitgeist of that time and now she's also she was and then she was also the zeitgeist of like the 90s
1: 2000s <laughs> you know what i mean it's like what did you think
0: of sarah jessica barker in that Simon profile i didn't really know what her like personality was like and so it was nice to like see it in person yeah and how
1: different she is from carrie yeah yeah yeah. i feel like she was a little annoying like i think there's something kind of grating about the yes the primness and the like the, the praise horror vibe of it all like you know when they're at cafe clooney and then um the guy takes her order and she's like oh if i wait 20 minutes would you be able to do a spinach frittata and they're like yeah, like we'll we'll start that at noon or whatever. And it's just and she's like, "Oh, thank you." You know, it's kind of just so polyamor. it's so yeah Yeah. it's like okay and then there's another anecdote that Rachel includes where she orders a cocktail and then she has one sip and then she's like oh it's much too strong yeah it's like
0: what like yeah yeah. no yeah she says that and then she's like I never had a cause she's like I didn't even have a cosmopolitan until the show was over and it was like too strong for her yeah yeah you're
1: like what Sarah Jessica like you need to learn to hang yeah you
0: know (laughs) I think I was telling you this
1: like because I have such a difficult time Uh, separating Sarah Jessica Parker from Carrie, which is now much less true because I've done all this thinking about the ways in which they are different. But still, I kind of cannot accept the fact that she is married to Matthew Broderick. Oh, really? Because I'm just like, Carrie would never marry Matthew
0: Broderick. (laughs) that's why they're so different and yeah. that's why they're such different people <laughs> but i mean also another kind of difference from carrie is like she's very like her relationship seems very like sweet and wholesome with mm-hmm. matthew like she's she's like oh yeah she's like we have never and spent been together a, forever yeah she's like we haven't spent a night apart for like you know 20 years or something you know something cr- crazy yeah where it's like oh my god yeah yeah like
1: and i also kind of forget that she has kids yeah, two kids, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or maybe yeah. three?
0: No, I think she has two because okay. she had to get a surrogate. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Something was going wrong. and oh, okay. So she has But she
1: keeps them, like, totally
0: out of... The public eye. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, not... She's also not really in the public eye anymore. I mean, other than the show, now she is back. But- well, yeah, and now her... Store. store yeah. yeah.
1: I saw her there. <gasps> yeah. She worked I, there. Yeah. She this was for clearly they were like filming. There was like a news crew in there or camera crew in there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well she um yeah, so she has her own shoe store right next to the she old Carrie House yeah. in Weather West Village. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but anyways, she works
1: in the so in the funny. store. Like it's, a few days a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um Incredible. It's, it's pretty cool, honestly. I would love to go there and buy a shoe well and have her fit me yeah of course yeah yeah
0: I love that she's doing this the only thing is like I wish I loved the shoes more I feel like I'm I was looking at them today and I was like I kind of don't
1: yeah I mean they're kind of like Tacky, right? But I've I've looked at them so many times when I have like kind of more of a costumey outfit yeah. that I was putting together, or even for like random events leading up to my wedding. I was like, oh, I could just go like princess tutu, yeah, yeah, yeah satin yeah, yeah. fuchsia, fucked feather vibe, you know. But then I could never uh, quite bite the bullet because it's a little too far. Like How all of- it's like
0: four hundred dollars.
1: Oh, I didn't even mean price wise, but just like I mean, let, let's pull them up. Like yeah, let's pull them up. Yeah, it's all a little too costumey and a little... Like,
0: no. It's just... No, that's
1: ugly. Yeah, we're looking at some pink metallic snakeskin ballet flats with a big gem on the front.
0: Okay, I really want to find the one with the quote on it. I feel like her bride shoes, they say, like, I do. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like something f- insane. <laughs> those are kind of cute. Yeah, those see, like... Those are some cute. <sighs> okay, so the trajectory of single women oh yeah okay so i think like the probably the mo- one of the most like poignant episodes was i think it was yeah season six they're at a party carries with um petrovsky petrovsky and there's a woman who's supposed to be kind of like a vision of like early Carrie, which is like Partying and drinking and smoking, and this party is clearly kind of stuffy and like older and coupled off. And And she's like doing
1: coke in the bathroom, just like randomly by herself. Yeah, like like,
0: drugs and drinking and smoking. And they're like, You can't smoke in here. Yeah. Um, And she's like, This place is so lame. yeah, Yeah. And she's like, New York used to be fun. What happened to fun? I'm so bored I could die and then she falls out the window which is pretty actually dark even for Sex and the City like it's like kind of like a weird like dark humor weird. The shot is like her ankle twisting
1: on her heel as she's like smoking out these like floor-to-ceiling windows and then falling out and the the clear metaphor there is like the limited options and you know I think for Carrie at that point because she's debating whether or not she's going to go to Paris with Alexander Petrovsky. She's like, oh, well, I have to go because otherwise, like, you, what does a single woman in New York even turn out to to be?
0: Yeah, I feel like it's it's basically saying, like, okay, can you stay too long at the fair? Mm-hmm. Like, is there just a certain point when people do move into a different lifestyle mm-hmm. and, like, that lifestyle – that you were doing is kind of over yeah like, for whatever reason and yeah it so she does represent her fear like mm-hmm. of like what's going to become of me mm-hmm. if i don't like move into this like new phase of life and like being more coupled off and like did, i mean she also has a really like emotional scene with miranda when because mm-hmm. miranda's like don't fucking move to paris bitch like don't do that and she's like well what am I gonna do dude yeah you have your husband and your child you know it's like everyone is already doing their thing like I I have to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do yeah you know and that and that's also poignant because it, it's the it's a breakdown of to me the thesis right of the show that we were talking about where it's like okay yeah we do have these friendships buoying the whole life but then like, what happens when there's a new shift in, like, how people organize their lives. Like, you know, like – and not to say that any of them are, like, super nuclear family, but it it is different and it is a different stage. And, like, so she has to figure out what she has to do. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like that feeling and that transition period is widely applicable for, like, anywhere. But I do think that there's a New York-specific element to – what they're talking about where it's like not only the loss of um the friendships and the you know the single girl vibes being the the center of the social life but it's also like oh how does the dream of new york that we were all participating in Like, what happens to that dream once the lifestyle changes? And, like, is there, as you were saying, like, can you stay too long at the fair? I think that that's a very real anxiety of, oh, am I, like, too old to still be doing this stuff? Um, You know, how do I know when to call it? How do I know if I'm at the peak of my success or I have fully failed and I should just see myself out. You know, I think these anxieties, when you come to New York with like so much hope, so much projected onto this place and what it can do for you and real ambition, but that that it doesn't necessarily mean that am- that ambition will turn into anything that you feel proud of, you know? So I don't know. I feel like these are all of the New York-specific anxieties baked into that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point about like the New York dream as well. And like, you know, like are you going to be able to like get to your New York dream before it gets to you or something. Totally. (laughs) And are you you going to have the
1: self-awareness to know when that tipping point is? And it's like, okay,
0: best for all to just stop here. Yeah. And like also sort of, uh, I think this sort of feeling is like, do you have any more playmates? Mm. You know, (laughs) like, you know, I mean, because it's like, like yeah I mean you probably could party till the end of time you know but like it you can't do it if like everyone shifts away from that yeah like that's really sad and that's totally that's something maybe just like the feeling of it being like out of your control and then Mm -hmm. like what stage of life everyone else is in and then on top of that I think Carrie's moment here is like okay, like since this sort of like moving on of life is out of my control and I don't really even want to go in that direction. But I think basically she's sort of – this is a moment of compromise for her. Mm -hmm, She's like mm – I mean, realistically, I don't think she thinks this is the guy. But she's like, okay, but like I need to be moving on into some big relationship and I guess I'm just going to do it with him and that's the compromise I'm going to have to make because otherwise there's just like – yeah no more playmates, like mm-hmm.
1: you know, mm-hmm. do you feel like I don't know, do you have anxieties about like the
0: next ten years in New York, or I mean, yeah, I mean i I have a lot of goals I want to achieve i yeah I, I want to make sure I can get to it all, <laughs> certainly.
1: yeah no, I feel the same way, okay, I want to hear more about your how you saw yourself related to any of the characters. Oh, right. okay. You mentioned you yeah, never yeah. felt like a Carrie.
0: Yeah, so I i definitely yeah. don't think I'm canonically a Carrie, but I, I will say that I... I would say I'm a Miranda Samantha rising in the parlance of our yeah. times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, like, I, I would say, like, I most strongly identify with Miranda. Um, before it was cool to do that, I will <laughs> yeah. say, I was, I have this necklace that oh my says, gosh. Um, it's like the Carrie necklace, um, but it says Miranda on it.
1: <laughs> Remember when you ran that by me? Yeah, I
0: was like, Emma, isn't this so funny? And she's like, uh, no, it's it's not funny, <laughs> but. Um,
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, I see the homage, and I can't say it's my style, but I'm glad you like your necklace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I remember specifically being, like, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> no, but I know how
1: much you love Miranda. Yeah, so, yeah. So we're, yeah. we're Miranda
0: Stan. I think... What, what
1: about what, her? Have Did you...
0: She's just always, like, barking, like, <laughs> bullshit. Like, I, I'm definitely not as pessimistic but
1: you're not as judgmental as her
0: yeah yeah that's you're true. not
1: like when one of our friends does something stupid with a guy you're not like uh you're disrespecting yourself yeah i would you never know? i would no. never
0: say that yeah i i maybe i just i no, just but i think that's pretty funny yeah you know? like i think you're she's kind of like arms crossed like you know like looking askance at everything and yeah. i think i like to sort of i don't know i like to do that too of like Just sort of being like the analyzer over in the corner or something. And And I do
1: think you're very practical also. Like you can really get from point A to point B. You can execute. Yeah, that's
0: true. She is kind of like power bitch or whatever oh definitely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i should also say she's a corporate lawyer in the show oh okay. yeah, yeah yeah not that i'm a corporate <laughs> lawyer but spiritually no i'm just kidding but i am kind of spiritually corpor- in my you kind mind. of are yeah. yeah i love to argue i love to like debate things remember when we were
1: saying like who would everyone in our friend group be in a courtroom yeah and we were like you would be the prosecutor and then <laughs> oh I would- <laughs> wait
0: i don't remember, that. You don't remember that yeah i don't
1: remember that you would be the prosecutor because you can just like like, catch people in the lie and like draw out
0: all the evidence oh, and like man, be correct. Sense. Okay, well, yeah. that doesn't make me sound good, but I no, no, I, I think that's a that's a that's a power, bitch. Okay, <laughs> yeah, okay. Prosecutors are like evil. I'm not, a, I think about... that I would be the cop, you
1: proud. mean the bailiff? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Okay, oh, okay, well, I would be a cool, good lawyer probably and not an evil prosecutor, but um, no, 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 I think just like she's like funny and kind of like. I mean, I think I also used to be a little bit more depressed and so I I think I identified with her kind of like ah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> There's like like the way your cynicism rears its head. Yeah. yeah it's like most totally. similar to hers. Yeah. yeah. But then to your point about the Samantha Rising, I mm-hmm. think I see that for you of like very sex positive. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
1: And you're Just, a real champion of your friends. Yeah, You're definitely. really like, hell yeah. Like, you know, you really believe in all of your friends, which I think Samantha, that's part of Samantha's role is saying like, you can do this.
0: Yeah, like totally. And Samantha is such a like, talk about somebody who like loves new experiences. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like she's a PR woman. She's like throwing all these parties. She's like inviting all the, fr- like the part of the reason why it kind of sucks she's not in the new show is because, She was the one that was bring them outside, totally to the new spots and to the place. Like you know, she's always like on the scene, wants to meet new guys, wants to meet new people, blah blah blah. And I think that's kind of like life affirming, kind Mm -hmm. of like. And like, unfortunately, I don't think they give her a like ton of characterization or like character arcs yeah i think she's like
1: the most remote yeah. emotionally
0: they, yeah they don't spend a lot of time like really doing a lot of interior work with her which is like i think a bummer but mm-hmm. um but. well
1: it's funny in um the candace episode on every episode on sex and the city podcast she says that all of her friends were samantha's yes
0: yeah and yeah, she's yeah. like
1: samantha is the only one that like actually Was feels like a real person from the time yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Yeah, and she's like, and I could kind of see how Samantha, Miranda, and Carrie would be friends, but I would never be friends with a Charlotte. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I mean, also, we should I should say that from watching the show, I didn't realize this the first few times watching, but actually, like... So Carrie and Miranda are supposed to be kind of like the the core friendship oh yeah that's how I always
1: saw I, it. I never saw yeah. that until
0: I started realizing it I mean because also once again those two actresses are really really best friends in real life yeah um but I so I guess that's supposed to be like the main like friendship, friendship. yeah I yeah.
1: always saw them as like analogous to Hannah and Marnie mm, in girls and okay. mm-hmm. it's like this this is like the real loyalty and like the real the, yeah or bond. like the,
0: yeah and that's where all of the tension is is like oh. like oh wait let me just read out this little extremely harsh Miranda moment where oh. <laughs> um i'm not sure if we totally hit on this exactly but um Carrie is viewed i think by like haters of the show as like narcissistic yeah i think it's like funny to call her that because like she's the main character of the show like it's just a show about her so (laughs) I'm like okay it's her whatever like I don't totally understand Um, but then there's this moment I don't know Carrie's gone back to big at some point like for the millionth time and um, there's a moment where Miranda says something that I think represents what the or or like sort of mirroring the audience Mm. that people who don't like her people who don't like Carrie people who don't like Carrie yeah um so Miranda says Jesus every time you get near him which is big you turn into this pathetic needy insecure victim and the thing that pisses me off the most is that you're more than willing to go right back for more which is crazy like that's something that to me is like not even close to real life or like I just I can't imagine a saying that to anyone and also anyone saying that to me and then having us be friends it's like seems so intense I
1: feel like I've gotten tough love in that vein from people when I've been just like seriously debasing myself for a guy really yeah wow like I mean with my ex-boyfriend we broke up like so many times and my friends were always like okay are we team him or not team him and like you need to figure it out so I don't oh, know
0: that's so fun I guess just like the the to say like you're this pathetic, needy. I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, whoa. Yeah, it's pretty mean. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, man. Um, but anyway, I think that kind of is how people view Carrie. Yeah. Um, as like, well, what the fuck is this idiot? It's like not a feminist icon. Yeah, exactly. But then, yeah, going off of that saying, oh, well, is this feminist or whatever? There's this great quote. So it's actually Cynthia Nixon talking about – like the newest show and oh, how yeah. people didn't like it. Um, she says she says a feminist show shouldn't be agitprop. It shouldn't be propaganda for showing women as these sensible, wise, kind, attractive people. It's kind of the same thing with girls, where it's like mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm sure I think you already talked about this with your Lena Dunham um, episode, but okay, it's she's narcissist. Like what? Like I, I mean, <laughs> like what is that supposed to? It's really like level one audience analysis. Of like, yeah, the character is. Has bad morals. Yeah. Also, I think it's mostly just, like, a reason for men to be like, well, I don't want, I don't like this woman. I feel
1: like Carrie very well may be narcissistic. Right. And, like, I think that could be true, whether or not that's the, like, that's going to be your criticism is, I think, is kind of stupid. But I think that a lot of people who don't like her because she's a narcissist are kind of just like, jealous that because they don't see themselves in her and then they're like so i guess i'm not the main character
0: or maybe they you know? do see themselves in her and they don't oh. like it or something I don't oh yeah either know. way i also. mean also carrie lives a very charmed life like i mean <laughs> she like writes like a column a week and like just like traipses around like meeting random people <laughs> totally um why do you think we picked to do an episode on carrie
1: as opposed to sarah jessica parker or candace bushnell
0: yeah, maybe it is kind of what we were talking about earlier with the balance of, like, she's she's both jaded and also hopeful. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think she's, like, a full balanced character. Whereas I think SJP and Candace are, like, two poles that, yeah. like, aren't Stargirl. Yeah. Know?
1: Neither Candace nor SJP are, like, demanding enough, I think. Like, they're not asserting their like, specialness in the way that Carrie Bradshaw is. Obviously, Carrie's a fictional character, but, like, I think that's a really core piece of being, like, I have the belief in myself as as this special thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, Candace kind of does, but, like, she's so... Not even just the jadedness that she's expressing in the original column and the books that came out of that, but like to hear her speak now. It's not that she's a sad story, but she seems like an angry person. And so I think that there's like she it seems like she doesn't feel like she like got everything out of it that she deserved or something.
0: I think Candace is happy now, but but like I think she always has kind of this like New York slant to everything where it's like She's like wistful or something. Mm-hmm. And like she's
1: kinda like, I'm the real deal. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like this this is just how it is. And like but I think she has a playfulness to her too. Like I mm-hmm. I think she has a real like energy to reinvent. And like mm-hmm. I mean, to put on like a whole show oh my God, and, and she, like in her sixties. Yeah, yeah, like that's takes a lot of like I don't know energy and and like belief in yourself Mm -hmm. as like a spirit kind of thing (laughs) like so that's cool
1: I don't know I'm thinking of this now but in the interview with Gia that she did she says like there's a a point comes for every woman where they need to stop doing cocaine and start doing Botox (laughs) god bless
0: (laughs) at least she talks about it she's pretty she in her new book too she like is pretty open about she like talks about all these like crazy Botox surgeons, people. And yeah. <laughs> like, and she's like friends with lots of the real housewives. Oh yeah. Now. She was all she's show like for a really yeah, yeah. And she's
1: I think pretty close with uh, that chick Ramona. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like there there's some kind of like campy like that phase of life, femininity coming out, you know, where they're kinda of, like obnoxious and kind of embarrassing, but like really you know, fast-talking New York women. Yeah.
0: I think she parties, though. (laughs) Like, I think she really gets down with her friends and, like, she's still hanging out. And I was also going to say, like, in terms of Carrie Stargirl, like, I think the fashion, her fashion is really emblematic of that feeling of Stargirl, Mm. of, like, assertion. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, you know, like, the fashion is just so amazing and in your face. Totally. And, like... Some of it's so cool. I, I just, I, yeah.
1: The fashion for all the characters is, like, really great and really over the top. And, like, part mm-hmm. of what makes the show, I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about it yet. But, um, uh, but Carrie's is so, like, I'm an individual. Yeah. You know, which is very star girly. Yeah.
0: It kind of reminds me of those, like, campaigns for teenagers that's, like, be yourself. Like, express yourself. And yeah. then it's, like, someone in, like, a crazy outfit. I'm, like, she's kind of the emblem of, like... I'm doing my fucking thing. Remember, she's like wearing a dirndl and like, you know, she, like there's this amazing one where she's wearing a dirndl and then Miranda is wearing the like hoodie and like <laughs> they're all just like hanging out. I'm like, this is fucking New York to me. Like, this is so legit. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, uh, so good. Um, OK, we got through a, a lot. We, yeah, I yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Good.
0: Yeah, it feels feels like we did it. Amazing. Um, is there any final thoughts? Um, Candace Bushnell, I love you. Carrie Bradshaw, I love you. Sarah Jessica Parker, I love you. Well, yeah, what's your (gasps)
1: ranking? Who's gold, silver, bronze in your mind? All things considered.
0: I think I love Candace Bushnell. She's gold? Yeah. Okay, silver? I think she's a real, and then maybe... Carrie and then SJP. SJP. Okay. I don't think I, I don't think I relate to SJP very much.
1: I don't know if I relate to her either, but I like her. I would say gold is Carrie. Okay. And then silver is SJP and then I think that is Candace Bushnell.
0: Yeah. I Candace Bushnell
1: is why I'm just like lighten up.
0: But she's try, she She's the original thing. Right. I think this is why this is good for us to do it because you're like more of a Carrie and I'm less of a I'm more of a Candace a little bit. Mm. You know?
1: Yeah. I can't relate to the It's really, like, the coolness as as opposed to warmth. And we were talking about that of, like, Michael Patrick King saying, oh, Sarah Jessica can imbue this character with the warmth needed to, like, you know, Mm -hmm. make it mass marketable. But... I like yeah, I really don't like cold people. And I see Candace as a cold person. And I also, like, in a exist an existential freakout that I often have is like New York is a place for cold people. So back to the like Carrie Bradshaw as an emblem of New York, I wanna believe in her as a person who can succeed her succeed here, even though she's a fictionalized character. And part of that rooting for her is like I wanna root for like warm, sprightly, like that that energy, as opposed to like
0: yeah, I I totally get it and I I agree with you. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that I think actually Candace is a lot more open and vulnerable just cuz I've like read a lot of her stuff and okay. like she's actually more vulnerable than you think. I think okay. she's pretty real about like she's definitely not somebody that's like hedging or trying to cover up or like yeah. you trying to be like, well, I just like I don't think she seems kind of like embodied. That's good to know. Yeah. Like that's I, good to know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so stupid. But okay, yeah, no. Maybe I'm just like I'm taking too much at face value. Yeah, the like yeah, yeah. hard character that she leads with. And I'm like, oh, I'm like scared of you. <sighs> um okay, well thank you so much, Callie. Yay. This was great. Yeah. And yeah. Thanks for having Hi. me. You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, everybody, thanks for listening and... Um, Sex in the City forever. Sex in the City forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.